Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Once again, you can look the scripture up, you can bring your Bible and bring it up, turn to the page, it really doesn't matter to me how you do it, just get it in, amen? (laughs) Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... To offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. So we can learn something just from that verse in itself. To offer our bodies as a living sacrifice is true worship. Not singing worship or raising our hands worship, but our actions, that we submit ourselves to God. Yeah? That in itself is worship. There's a scripture that says, worship the Lord with the beauty of holy lives. So our lives, our actions can be worship as well. In light of God's, in view of God's mercy, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not, now listen, very important scripture here. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There are some versions of this passage of Scripture that say, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, in which case it's referring to the life you used to live, where we were, right? It's implying that we were living that way, right? Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. We like, as people, it's to some degree normal to want to fit in. We don't want to stand out, right? Some of us do. But in many cases, we don't want to be singled out. We don't want to stand out. We just kind of want to fit in, okay? But do not conform. Don't be like everybody else is being in the world. All right? Don't, and here it is, if we could boil this down. Don't copy the world. Don't act like the world. Well, what is the world? In this case, the world is meaning all of the things that are against God. That's what that means. These things are against God. They are of wickedness, all right? And they rebel against God. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of those who rebel against God. But instead, it's really saying, instead, be transformed. 
be changed by the renewing of what? By the renewing of your minds. So they're believers, saints of God, is the clincher here. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So what that's saying is, don't think anymore like you used to when you are acting like those that are in the world. Don't do that anymore. Don't think like that anymore. Don't act like that anymore. Instead, be renewed, be transformed. All right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he what? Is a new creation. The old has gone. Behold, everything is what? Everything is new. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. So we are being transformed from the people that we used to be, the way that we used to act, the things that we used to say, the things that we used to smoke. Easy. (laughs) All right. So our actions when we used to be be pre-Christ, yeah, can we say that? Pre-Christ, Russ. Pre-Christ, fill in your name, if you dare. (laughs) Do not conform anymore to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So there is a process there, isn't it? There's a process of this transformation. That process involves what's called sanctification. Sanctification means to be set apart. The Bible says, come out from among them. Yeah, Come out from among them. So it's implying you're in them. Don't stay there. Come out now. Follow God. Follow God. Yeah? Come out from among. So there is a separating of us. Our minds, our souls, our spirits, our beings are being separated from the world and all of its evil. Okay? Now listen, there's really good things in the world. God created the world. But let's be mindful, Satan has his throne right here. Okay? Satan has his throne. Yeah? But don't conform any longer. Come out from among them. Be separate from them. The Bible says, I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. Yeah? It also says that we are in the world, but what? Not of it. We're in this world. We rub shoulders with the world, but we're not a part of the world, right? We're not a part of that evil. We're not a part of that wickedness anymore. But we were pre-Christ. Amen? Now listen. Have any of you before planted a seed You've planted a seed in the soil. You, maybe you, you got your soil from a bag, or maybe you're, 
you're having a garden and, and you plant some seeds in there. And it took some while to prepare the soil, right? And so now you've got the soil ready and, and you plant a seed. Maybe it's a tomato seed, right? And maybe you've got it in a pot or maybe you've got it in a row or whatever, uh, wherever you're planting your seed. But you plant the seed, you water it, you cover it up, you, you leave it for a little while, and then pretty soon there is a tiny little, a little sprout that comes and sticks out of the soil. Yeah? I love watching this transformation. I love it. And when my kids were young, grr, um, we would do that. We would plant seeds in the soil, or, uh, and then we would watch them grow. And so you'd watch every day, and then one day, you, you finally see that the soil is, is being displaced. It's being pushed out of the way by the sprout that's coming up from the soil, from the seed now that has begun to grow. And so that's the first stage of, of growth of this plant, right? And in the same way, spiritually, we are like plants. We begin to grow like that. The seed is planted, and then the, the, the growth begins to take place. But there's an end goal in this transformation of a plant from a seed to where it is a fully matured plant that does what? Produces fruit. That's the whole desire, is for that plant to produce fruit, all right? And so you can see we have uh, Mrs. Dieter here, who I believe teaches science in uh, Orleans County Christian School, so she's probably elbowing some of her students here. Oh, I teach this. You remember this? All right. So it starts, and then it begins to grow, and the soil displaces, and then it pops its head up, and then pretty soon you see two leaves, two leaves. And they all kind of look very similar when, when they first begin. They all have those two leaves, right? And then those leaves begin to, to take in the sunlight, you know, and, and the root structure is beginning to grow, and it's beginning to take up nutrients, and then... There's a lot that's happening. And so in the same way, we as Christians are being shaped. We are growing in our faith, and it takes a while for those roots to grow down in. Some of you, your roots are not growing well. Some of you are not producing fruit in your lives. Some of you, if you look back 10 years ago, you were in the same spot spiritually that you are right now. Maybe even 20 years or even 30 years. And here I am today and I'm still in the same place spiritually as I was 30 years ago. All the while, <coughs> God has been beckoning us. Beckoning us, come closer, come closer. I want to work in you. I want to work in your heart. I want to work in your spirit. I want to transform you from the person that you used to be into something new and amazing. 
I want to work in you, and I want to work through you, and if necessary, I want to work in spite of you. (laughs) Thank God for that. I don't want to leave that one out. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah? And so pretty soon this plant now is beginning to, to, to grow up taller, and it's got more and more leaves, and more and more photosynthesis is happening, and, and all of these scientific terminology that I don't know is happening. We don't know how it's happening, it, 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 but it happens. God causes it to happen. And then at the end, there is fruit that is produced by the seed that was planted. That, friends, is the whole desire. That we, as spiritual plants, produce fruit for the kingdom of God. What, like strawberries? Peaches? Huh? Cherries? No. No. Not that kind of fruit. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, so now the end result, end if you want to call it that, right? The goal here is that the believer begin to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. Now listen, we're talking about transformation here, okay? A transformation from us being conformed to the world and its wickedness to someone who is not any longer conforming to the pattern of this world, right? I used to be this pre-Christ. Now that I am in Christ, I am thus. And so the fruit that God is looking for in our lives can be found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and everyone's favorite, self-control. Self-control, right? That's the favorite. <laughs> Woo-wee. Against, these th- against such things, there is no law, right? Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Before, pre-Christ, we were giving in to the flesh and all of its desires. Now that we are in Christ, we are to put off those desires. Since we live by the Spirit, in verse 25, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking or envying each other. It is God's desire that you and I produce fruit for the kingdom of heaven. Now, you may have in your former life, if you will, in your pre-Christ life, said, you do that again, I'm going to punch you right in the face. I'm going to, I'm going to lay it right out. And you meant it. Now, you are in Christ. 
Is it proper then for you to respond in that way? No, it is not. Where at one point you would give in to desires, now that you are a believer, no. You are not to be the old person that you used to be. And if those same characteristics, characteristics, those same traits are still happening, there's something that needs to change, okay? If you're still battling to get to church on Sunday morning, there's some more attention that needs to be devoted. If you're still battling with controlling you know, your desires, then there's something that's got to be dealt with there, okay? And there's some growth that needs to happen. There's some roots that got to go down deeper because your root system is just still along the surface. There's no depth to it. God's desire is that we produce fruit. Some of us, we keep tripping over the same obstacles. Years go by, then decades, and then multiple decades go by. And we're still in the same spot spiritually that we were years and years ago. Is that you? Is that you? If it is, submit that to God. God, I know that I need to do better. But I'm struggling here. I need your help. I'm hurting. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with the self-control <laughs> part of those fruits of the Spirit, as we, many of us do, most of us. The Bible says that we are crucified with Christ. We are crucified with Christ. Many of you here have been baptized after you came to know Christ. If you haven't, you need to be. If you haven't, you need to be. All right? According to this. Not Pastor Russ, this. Okay? The person that you used to be has been crucified with Christ. Why? Because this person, this act, the, the, the spirit of that person was conforming to the pattern of the world. We didn't go to church. We didn't control ourselves. We didn't produce fruit for the kingdom of God. And so that former life, if we can call it that, has been crucified with Christ. And Paul says, it's no longer, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So God then is using us to fulfill his plans. So then each of us, we show love to other people. We point other people to the cross in in our workplaces, in our schools, in our families. Our actions point other people to Jesus. 
we're connected with a body of believers regularly that we can contribute into the body of Christ and we can receive from the body of Christ. We, we are held accountable and we hold each other accountable. Would you stand with me today? I do believe that we will be continuing this into a, a series on transformation. I believe that God uh, has brought us to a place in our spiritual lives where at one time we were not ready to receive this, but now we are. And so God is calling us and beckoning us, come closer. The Bible says, draw near to God and what? He will draw near to you. Draw near to God. You take a step closer, he take a step closer. There, let's be honest here, okay? Now listen, there are things that we struggle with. That self-control one, that's, that's a hard one. Patience is a, is a really hard one, right? And there, there's some of those gifts of, or fruits of the Spirit that we, ju- we just struggle with, you know? And some are different for each person, but they may not struggle with the patience thing, but they might struggle with something else, okay? But either way, the answer is still the same. Christ is the answer. And we submit those things to God. Father, I know that you're aware that I lack in this area. And I humbly confess this to you. 1 John 1.9 For if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And what else? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we keep bringing those things to the Lord. I tripped, tripped up today, Lord, or, or I need help in this area, Lord. Do you think that God is up there shaking his head at you? Oh, what's the matter with you? Come. No, no, please. That's the farthest thing. Oh, oh, child of God. Oh, know the Father's heart towards you today. And every day, not anger, but love and grace, knowing that we are but dust, if you will, his love. Oh, just, let, just let him, just let him shower you with his love. Submit to him, admit to him, commit to him. Wow, that's really good. Somebody write that down. <laughs> Somebody write that down before I forget it. Yeah, but do that to God. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he will lift you up in due time. We recognize we need a Savior, and you are that Savior. Forgive us for our sin. 
Forgive us for not putting you first in our lives. Forgive us for allowing so many other things to crowd you out of our lives. And Lord, we feel guilty about that sometimes. And we don't want it to be that way, but that's the way that it's been. And we want to do better. We pray for your help. We pray that you would help us with that. I pray that you would grow in us spiritual fruit. That we would produce spiritual fruit for the glory of God and for the kingdom of heaven. And may we not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but let us be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And may you, by your Holy Spirit, bring those things to mind that we do that are not pleasing to you our actions, the things that we say, whatever it be. And may our lives be pleasing to you and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.